Let me talk now about uh, the inner self, the uh, sixth sense, the intuition, the subconscious mind, that something else that exists within us. Now, is there something else that exists within us? Well, let's first of all go to our religions. All our great religions whether you're a Buddhist, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Hindu, whether you're a Muslim, whether you read the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, the Koran, all the great religions teach that there's something within us that we can contact, something beyond ourselves. Our great inventors, Alexander Graham Bell, Marconi, Edison, all spoke of receiving their inspiration from beyond themselves. They said it didn't come from them, it came from beyond them. You see, each of us has our own private doorway leading into the mysteries of life and the universe. Each of us has our own private guidance system that can guide and direct us flawlessly in every step of our life. And what it is, is we as human beings are holographic. How many people are familiar with holography and how that works? Put up your hands. Few people, maybe a third. Uh, what a, a hologram is, and it's spelt with an H, what a hologram is, is where the whole is contained in each and every one of its parts. For example, a starfish is a biological hologram. If you cut the point off a starfish, what will happen is the starfish will grow a new point. Not only that, but the point will grow a new starfish because it is a biological hologram where the whole imprint is contained in each and one of its parts. And I was told a very um, amusing story when I was touring Australia about um, how a number of years they did a study on the Great Barrier Reef and they realized that the starfish were proliferating beyond what they should be and that they had to be culled in order to uh, protect the Great Barrier Reef. And so um, they tendered out the contract and one company won it and they had the brilliant idea of what they would do is send down divers to cut the starfish in half. <laughs> Not realizing that they were biological holograms and of course the problem just proliferated. And um, when also when I was in Sydney I saw a, a holographic exhibit, uh, photographs, and in this one photograph, it was a, f a flat holographic plate, you look at it straight on and you would see a woman just standing there. And if you come over to one side and look at her, she was like smoking a cigarette. And if you come over to the other side and look at her, she kind of had her hip in a suggestive pose. And if you look at her straight on, then she's just standing there. Now this is a flat holographic plate. Now, if you were to take this holographic plate and drop it onto a cement floor and let's say it breaks up into 20 pieces and you pick up one of the little pieces, what you'd expect to see would be maybe some of her hair or a piece of her dress or a piece of her shoe, but that isn't what you would see. What you would see is the whole woman. 
And if you pick up another one of the little pieces, again, what you would see is the whole woman. Not only that, but if you move the piece from side to side, you would see her smoke the cigarette and move her hip. And if it breaks up into 20 pieces, then it's going to be 20 representations of the woman. If it breaks up into 80 pieces, even though they're small, they will have an image of the whole woman in it because it is holographic where the whole thing is contained in each and every one of its parts. Now, we as human beings are holographic. And before you go rushing off to cut off your hand to demonstrate this, <laughs> let me explain to you what part of us is holographic. Our subconscious mind is holographic. Or to be exact, more exact, our subconscious mind is a tiny piece of a giant hologram. And do you know what it is a tiny piece of? It is a tiny piece of all reality. To comprehend this is not something that happens through one exposure to it. It is something that you will develop in your ability to understand that. But what I'm saying to you is that our subconscious mind is plugged into the web of all reality and that it is a tiny piece, a holographic piece of all reality and that through our subconscious we can draw to ourselves any information any wisdom, any truth, any understanding about any aspect of our life that we wish to know. Whether it's how to become financially successful, whether it's what should I be doing with my life, whether it's how to heal myself of my illness, whether it's how to spiritually connect with God. You can, through your subconscious mind, bring to you accurate information because your subconscious is not limited to your personal experiences. Our conscious mind has access to our own personal experiences, everything that's happened in our life, everything that we've read or heard or seen, our personal experiences, we get to draw upon that in making decisions with our conscious mind. And our conscious mind is limited to our experiences. Our subconscious mind is completely unlimited because our subconscious mind is a tiny holographic piece of all reality. And that gives us incredible powers. In fact, it is the subconscious mind 
that is the most powerful part of who and what we are. Now, the subconscious mind, in the context of mind powers, has two main functions that we want to become aware of. The first function, and I've been teaching it through the first three sessions, is that whatever is imprinted into the subconscious through repetition, through feeling, through emotion, through mind power techniques, once it imprints into the subconscious, it then begins vibrating within you. And it attracts to you the people, the circumstances, the events, the synchronicity that matches the images that you have within. And now you can begin to intellectually understand why that happens. Because it's holographic. And your vibration is a vibration that is felt by the entire universe. As the Upanishads say, when a blade of grass is cut, the whole universe quivers. And your vibration is having a very real effect, attracting or repelling the things that you desire in your life. So the subconscious is the great manifester. Also, the subconscious is infinite wisdom. And by plugging into our subconscious, we can move beyond our own personal comprehension to get truths, insights, ideas, and direction. And I want to give you the three steps that you use in order to contact your subconscious when you need answers for different aspects of your life. There's three steps. The first step is a contemplation exercise. And what you do for three to four minutes is that you contemplate that you do indeed possess a second mind, that this subconscious mind is real, that it's powerful, that the perfect answers and solutions exist now inside you, exist now inside you. And what you need to do is you need to contemplate this. You need to imprint this. You must get beyond it being a simple intellectual fact. You want your subconscious to become as real to you as your hands and feet. And so what you do is you contemplate it. You think about it every day that you do indeed possess this magnificent second mind. I mean, imagine there is a second mind inside you, a second mind. You think your conscious mind is powerful. You have a second mind that is infinitely more powerful than your conscious mind. Just waiting for you to tap into it. And you contemplate that. And it's a lot like when one plays chess. 
I mean, one of the fascinating things about the game of chess is that at any point in the chess game, there is a variety of different moves that you can make. And you could be losing a chess game really badly. And, uh, and what happens is a grandmaster takes over your position. And within two or three moves, he's either going to be winning that game or at the very least, he's going to bring it to a draw. And that's what makes him a grandmaster. And that at any point in the chess game, there are brilliant moves that you can make. There are good moves that you can make. There are average moves that you can make. There are poor moves that you can make. And there's disastrous moves, like losing a piece. And it's exactly like that in life. You see, right now, in the exact, the exact situation that you find yourself in, right now, there are perfect moves that you can make, perfect moves. And there's also good moves, and there's also mediocre moves, and poor moves, and disastrous moves. And what you want to do is you want to make the really brilliant moves in your life. And if you're going to make brilliant moves in your life, then you're going to have to learn to go beyond your conscious mind and tap into this infinite wisdom that is contained within your subconscious. So you contemplate for three to four minutes that I do indeed possess this second mind. It's not the tooth fairy. It's not Santa Claus. It's not some new age concept that I do have a second powerful mind inside me and that the perfect answers and solutions exist now. And you contemplate that. The second uh, step, which also takes three to four minutes, is that you affirm to yourself that you already know the answer that you're looking for. I already know how to raise the half a million dollars to expand my business. I know what I have to do to raise the half a million dollars. I know how to get the half a million dollars. Or I know what I should be doing with my life. I know the direction that I should be going into in my life. Whatever it is that you want, you affirm to yourself for three or four minutes that you already know what it is that you're looking for. Now, you don't know exactly. Mind powers is manifesting what is not. So you're affirming to yourself that you already know what it is that you're looking for. And then the third part of the exercise, again for three or four minutes, the whole process takes about ten minutes, is that you relax in faith and confidence that the right answer will come to you. And the key words there is faith and confidence. And let me talk a little bit about faith. In the Bible, it, it says, if he had faith as a grain of mustard seed, 
he could say to that mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it would move. There's, a, there's another part in, in the Bible um, where uh, Christ and his disciples are out in the boat. Christ gets out of the boat, starts walking on water. Not only that, but then he, he, he asks one of his disciples to come out and walk on water too. Come on out in the water too. And so I can just see him kind of like, you know, taking a little stroll in water. And, oh, yeah, this is interesting. And then he kind of looks, and oh, there's the boat, and here's water, and I'm walking on water, and you can't walk on water. And he starts to sink. And Christ says to him, oh, ye of little faith. There's that word faith again. And the religions are always teaching us the importance of having faith, but they don't teach us what faith is. Faith is always presented as if it's blind acceptance. Faith is not blind acceptance. Faith is a vibration of energy, a very powerful vibration of energy. In fact, the most powerful vibration of energy in the entire universe. And that's why the religions teach it, because it is so powerful. When you have faith, not hope, not confidence, but when you have faith that something is going to happen to you, then you are in the process of manifesting it. And it's time for us to claim faith back from the religions. The religions do not have a monopoly on faith. Now, by all means, use it in a religious way if you are so inclined. Absolutely. But faith can be used by anybody. Faith is a vibration of energy. Faith is success on another arc, on another dimension. It is a higher vibration of energy. It is an incredible vibration of energy. And when you have faith, and anybody who has done this training with practice can learn to demonstrate the vibration of success. So the third step is that you relax in faith and confidence. Start with confidence. Conf you're confident that it's going to happen. You're confident that it's going to happen. And then allow with practice to work with the energy of faith. You relax in faith and confidence. Get in, in, in touch with what it would feel like. Imagine, imagine if you had the perfect answer. Right now, the perfect answer, what you need to know. If you knew it, how would you feel? Feel those sensations now. Relax in faith and confidence that the right answer will come to you. Now, this whole process takes about 10 minutes. Three to four minutes in each one. 
Now, how will the answers come? Well, they can come in several ways. One way they come is the still small voice, that little inner voice that speaks to you, that instructs you. We all have that inner voice inside us. Sometimes it will come as a hunch or a feeling. And what you find is really successful entrepreneurs tend to operate that way. You know, they say, I don't know why I'm doing it. You know, my advisors are saying do it this way. Market research saying to do it. Something inside me tells me I should do it that way. Something inside me tells me. All successful people trust that instinct, that gut feeling. Sometimes it will come as a, as a gut feeling, an instinct. Sometimes it will come in a dream. For example, Elias Howe, who was the inventor of the sewing machine, was having all kinds of difficulty getting the sewing machine to work. Nothing he seemed to do seemed to be working. And then one night he had a dream, and in his dream he saw himself like in a vat of, of boiling water with cannibals all around him, and they were coming at him with spears and, and, and pointing the spears at him. And he noticed something rather peculiar, that in each one of the spears there was like a hole in the tip of the spear. And he woke up out of the dream and he said, that's it. You put the hole in the tip of the needle. And everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I mean, of course you put the hole in the tip of the I mean, how else would a sewing machine work? Yeah, but nobody knew that. I mean, where's the hole in a regular needle? It's at the other end. And it was that simple difference of putting the hole in the tip of the needle that made the sewing machine work. And you know what? In our own lives, very often, it's a very simple change. A new belief, a new action, a, an opportunity that you take that you didn't before that completely transforms your life. And Elias Howe, he got it in a dream. I know in my own life, many, many times, I'm guided and directed in my dreams. Now, the big question comes, yeah, but how do you know whether it is your subconscious speaking to you or it's the great trickster? Because the great trickster is in there too. How do you know the difference? Well, let me simply say, you always know your lover's voice. Oh no, just as I needed hard information, he's gone all poetic on me. <laughs> what do I mean by that? What I mean is that you establish a relationship with your subconscious. And I mean a relationship the same as the relationship that I have with my wife or the relationship that you have with your spouse or your children or your parents. You establish a relationship with it. And what happens is that when you do those three steps, if you do them each day, every day, very quickly, and I'm talking weeks, 
with some people even days. But I'm not talking months and years. I'm talking very, very quickly. If you do those three steps, you will be introduced to your subconscious. Your subconscious will make itself known to you. And when that happens, you have then been introduced to the greatest teacher of all. You have then been introduced to the well of all knowledge and wisdom. You have then been introduced to personal power. Because having a relationship with your subconscious, then you can begin to create and manifest, then you can begin to get infinite guidance and wisdom. Now, right now, having just presented this to you, it is still intellectual. And there's no other way it can be because you haven't experienced it yet. Uh, and sometimes, a lot of times you hear me talk about, be very careful about accepting things intellectually. And that's true, but you can only start intellectually. That is the beginning. But what you can do is you can deepen it. You can deepen your understanding. You can deepen your relationship, and what will happen is that you will be introduced to your subconscious. Now, if you need to make... Um, if you need to make a decision in a hurry and uh, you can't go through this process and you really need an answer right away, uh, a nice, easy little technique is uh, to affirm to yourself for three or four minutes that I always make the right decision. 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 And almost go into a trance with it. Mantra in it. Over and over again, I always make the right decision. I always make the right decision. And then make the decision without thinking about it. Don't think. Make it. And quite often when you do, you go, Damn. I was afraid it was that one. <laughs> and so you might want to repeat the process. I always make the right decision. I always make the right... And again, the thing is almost going into a trance and then make the decision without thinking. Just make it. And what that does is that bypasses the logical conscious mind. And then you're getting something direct from the subconscious. Now, when I say bypass the logical conscious mind, let me say that making decisions logically is a very good way to do it. There, there is absolutely nothing wrong with our conscious mind, our logical mind, to weigh up the pros and cons and think of the different options and make a decision that way um, is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And when you're... Uh, Logical conscious mind says do it this way, and your, your, your subconscious, your intuition says do it this way, then you can be quite assured that's the way to go. What becomes challenging is when your logical mind says do it this way, and your subconscious says do it that way. Well, what do you do? 
whatever you want. You know, I mean, this is not a bolt of lightning comes down from heaven to strike you if you don't listen to your subconscious. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you get to do whatever you want. But it's my personal experience that when my logical mind says do it one way and my intuition, my subconscious says do it another way, I always go with my intuition. And the reason for that is because I've noticed in my own life many, many times where I've gone against my intuition, and sure it's worked out initially, but as months or sometimes even years unfolded, you realize had I done it the other way, I would have been far better off ahead. Again, like so many things with mind powers, uh, this is something that must be experienced. So you have the three steps. Those three steps will introduce you to your subconscious. And once that happens, then you can begin working very effectively both to manifest and to obtain insights and direction in all the different areas of your life. This is the halfway point of lecture number four. Take a short break and play the next CD whenever you're ready.